It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are winding back the clock to the preseason to take a look at our final 2023 schedule prediction and see where the Dolphins are on their current path versus that preseason prediction series for wins and losses. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today is Thursday November 9th, 2023. The Dolphins don't have a game on Sunday. They are on the bye, which means it's bye week content time. We got a lot of great stuff coming your way. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match of up to $100. Now, I have my handy dandy notebook here for those of you who are on the YouTube channel. And I have written down uh, the final schedule prediction that I had from the beginning of the season. And what's interesting about this is, is when I went through and divided all of the games based on the information that we knew at the time, everything that you thought you knew about every NFL franchise and every team for 2023 going into this season, there were three separate buckets for the Dolphins uh, and their opponents that the games were classified into. You had your divisional games. You had games that were classified as layups. And you had games uh, that were categorized as other or a la carte or the rest. And the stated objective was to give yourself a chance to win the division. The Dolphins needed a win total that was 11 on this. My final schedule prediction did have the Dolphins at 11 and 6 coming into the year. And it had them finishing as the uh, runner-up in the AFC East behind the New York or behind the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets finishing at 10 and seven, uh, a game behind the Dolphins and also qualifying for the playoffs. That of course was before the Aaron Rodgers injury. So if you think about being six and three at the bye, that helps if your stated objective before the season was 11 wins, but it gets even more interesting for me when I actually look at the distribution of the buckets of games that we classify. Our stated objective to get to 11 wins was to go 4-2 and two in the AFC East. The Dolphins have played three AFC East games. They've played the Patriots twice and the Bills on the road. They are 2-1. and one. They are on pace for 4-2 and two in the division. They play the Jets. And I think the Jets is a team that we should spend quite a bit of time talking about because the Dolphins will play them twice in a month. And that's going to be a team that I think really decides um, – where this team lands on the spectrum of postseason contenders uh, for the schedule. The Dolphins had four layup games that were identified, and what stands out the most about this is the Dolphins currently have six wins, and they've only played one of the games 
that I would classify or I did classify at the beginning of the season as a potential layup contest. The Carolina Panthers, who picked in the top 10 last year and had the number one overall pick. Their next layup game on the schedule. So they have three games that be, at the beginning of the season were perceived to be layups. You have Las Vegas, Washington, and Tennessee. And there's some dynamics with those teams. You have three very inexperienced quarterbacks between now starting at quarterback for the Raiders, Aiden O'Connell, Sam Howell in his first year as a starter for the Commanders, and Will Levis has been named the starting quarterback in perpetuity for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill, it's no longer about health. He's been benched. Miami's 1-0 with three left to play in that bucket. And the pathway to 11 was if you went 4-2 and and then you hit your layups. That's 10 games played. That'd be eight wins. The magic number is 11. You'd need to get three out of the other seven games on the season. The Chargers, the Broncos, the Giants, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Ravens. The Dolphins have already hit three in that bucket. They could lose their final remaining two, the Dallas Cowboys at home and the Baltimore Ravens on the road, and still meet the the forecast and the projection that was laid out at the beginning of the season. It's great. It's helpful. It's very helpful to know that you've checked that box. You're halfway to the divisional games box, and if you overachieve in one category, say you were to beat the Dallas Cowboys, that puts you ahead of schedule for your others, or it gives you wiggle room to not hit a layup, not that the Dolphins want to do that. But you take everything for what it is at a surface level, and, and we have very high expectations for this team, and I think the high expectations for this team came courtesy of the way they won in week one against the Chargers on the road, exercise the demons of the 2022 game, and then scoring 70 points against the Denver Broncos in week three because you've come into every contest since – and the Dolphins are the number one offense, the number one scoring offense. They're averaging 40 points per game in their wins. It's like, yeah, they scored 70 points in one game. <laughs> it almost have been better if they, they scored 45. I want 45 to 30. Because then, then you don't get into this stratosphere of historic offense where everybody's expecting 550 yards and 40 points every single week. Sometimes you're going to score 17 points. It's okay. So... Doing this exercise and revisiting where the Dolphins are, 2-1 and one in divisional games, 1-0 in their perceived layup games, and then 3-2 and two in their a la carte games to give them that, that current record of 6-3 and three on the season certainly puts things in perspective for where Miami can go from here. Now, I think one thing that we should probably do is recalibrate expectations for the remaining opponents. Are there, there are things that need to be moved around. Um, would you classify any of the, the, really the only question is whether or not you perceive there to be layup games that are not layup games, or there were layup games that you no longer to consider to be layup games. And that's what we're going to do next. We're going to talk about those five games because we need to talk about the jets, but that's divisional. We could recalibrate those expectations based on what that team has done thus far. I got to update the expectations for the remaining opponents that the Dolphins have as we revisit our 2023 schedule prediction from the end of August. And by the end of the show, provide you with an updated new schedule prediction for the remainder of the season, knowing where the Dolphins have fallen to this point in time. But it's important to remember this. In the actual schedule prediction, I had the Dolphins at 5-4 and four at the bye. And I had losses in Germany to Kansas City, 
in Philadelphia to the Eagles, in Buffalo to the Bills, and in L.A. to the Chargers. So I know we do week by week, and we do crossover Thursday, and I pick the Dolphins just about every week because the team, I'm enthusiastic about the team. I host the show around the team. I do believe this team has what it needs to be a great football team this year. And you want to believe that, right? Well, if you really zoom back, wind back the clock, the Dolphins are a game ahead of what my season prediction was for this football team. So keep that in mind as we talk about the year-to-date opponents for those that the Dolphins have yet to play and what that means for an updated forecast for this 2023 season and what it will look like with the standings at the end of the road. That's up next year on Locked on Dolphins. But first... uh we're going to have a little bit of an appetite. We've been busy this morning. We did Locked On NFL Scouting. I'm now doing Locked On Dolphins. It's getting close to lunchtime. I might have to tap in with my friends over at DoorDash and uh, get, get lunch delivered here to the house. Now, they have all of your favorite groceries, all of your favorite uh, local restaurants, all of your favorite retail available on DoorDash to make sure that you need the things that you need and can get them at a time that's convenient for you. You don't have to leave the house. You know, you can make the selections and they will deliver it to your door with DoorDash. So for me, with lunch, it's probably a uh, green turtle kind of day. They, they've got great bar food there at Green Turtle. The, the French fries are really good. The hot wings, you can ask Joe Marino, for my co-host of Lockdown Valley Sky. The hot wings there are hot. So I'm not a big spice guy. So I'll stay away from the hot wings at Green Turtle. But some wings always hit the spot. So whether that's for your tailgate or your home gate, DoorDash has you covered and can make sure that you are prepared for game day. So you stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, that is $10 value up to 50% off when you spend $15 or more on your first order. And then download the DoorDash app, use code LOCK23 to make sure that you get that offer here on Locked On. That is subject to change and terms do apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the games that the Dolphins have played, New England is uh, not the opponent we thought that they would be at the beginning of the season. The Carolina Panthers are exactly what they thought we would be at the beginning of the season. Uh, the LA Chargers, they've climbed back to 500. They just beat the Jets convincingly in spite of having... How many yards was like 190 something yards of offense against the, uh, the jets on Monday night football and still managed to win by three touchdowns when it was all said and done Uh pretty eye-opening stuff there. Yeah. They, they had 191 yards of offense, 107 passing yards and beat the jets 27, six that moved the chargers to four and four. The jets dropped to four and four. Um, but the chargers I had nailed down as a loss, just based off of, Last year's game, having to go there. The Dolphins obviously rose to the occasion and won that game, and I, I think that's that's a critical game because it does give you wiggle room. Uh, Denver, 
is a team that has quietly started to stabilize their performance this season. They are three and five. They have won their last two football games against the Packers and the Chiefs. They forced a turnover in five consecutive games. They have a total of 11 turnovers across that stretch of time. And the last three weeks, they've held opponents to under 20 points. That's the same team that the Dolphins put 70 points on. And look, coming out of the bye, that Broncos team has at Buffalo, Minnesota, Cleveland, Houston with a rookie quarterback, the Chargers, the Patriots are on that list, the Raiders are on that list. This Broncos team, when it's all said and done, they, they might, I don't think, make a postseason run, but they might make a run for 500. And, of course, that's that magic number that the Dolphins can't beat. Um, Philadelphia and Kansas City are, are what you thought that they would be. Um, I think the Buffalo game you got at an unfortunate time because the Bills are a team that's really struggling. And, of course, you still have that game left on your schedule week 18 where you are in Miami playing that game. And there's a lot that could potentially be on the line there. I won't spoil kind of how the schedule prediction unfolds. But Buffalo uh, has incurred a lot of injuries going back to that loss in Jacksonville the following week after the Miami game in which the Dolphins played that game without so many key pieces, uh, without Connor Williams, without Teron Armstead for the second half, without Deshaun Elliott, uh, so many critical components for Miami without Jalen Ramsey, uh, that, that you certainly lament the timing being what it was, and you certainly would like to think if you played them again, they don't score 48 points because you know the, the Bills, they haven't had a no-turnover game this season since the Miami game they've had two turnovers in four of their five games and that includes two turnovers and a five-point loss to the Jaguars two turnovers and a five-point win against the New York Giants who the Dolphins boat raced uh two turnovers in a four-point loss to the New England Patriots and two turnovers and a six-point loss to the Cincinnati Bengals they had one turnover in a six-point win that was about six inches and a half a second from Chris Godwin from being a one-point loss Bill sitting at five and four. They're home the next two weeks against the Broncos and the Jets. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Bills when we get into the schedule prediction at the end of the season. So uh, Buffalo, not quite the team that we thought that they would be, but you caught them at probably the most inopportune time for when the Dolphins play their schedule. Not to say that they would have won that game. I expected them and picked them to lose that game in, in August anyway, but you know, I don't think that's a four, four touchdown difference between those two football teams. As far as recategorizing the layups, because you know Dallas – is five and three. Uh, they're very competitive in the NFC East. They just take the Eagles to the wire. Uh, they're a good football team. I think they're they're maybe a little more one-dimensional offensively than what you thought that they might be. They've got a really good offensive line. The Dolphins have played a lot of good offensive lines already this season. Uh, their passing game is is a little more lethargic. I, I think they're hoping for someone else to emerge aside of CD Lamb, and it's just not happening. Um, that defense is fierce, but Trayvon Diggs is out for the season. That changes some of the dynamics. And, of course, Miami will play that game at home, so you, you like having that extra dynamic as well. The Baltimore Ravens uh, certainly are not getting recategorized as a layup. That's the only two non-divisional games that you have left to play. You've got that, that aren't categorized as layups. Dallas and Baltimore, one at home, one on the road. Miami has already checked the requisite box of three wins out of that bucket from the beginning to hit 11 wins on the season, and that's important to remember. They're three and two in those games. And they took two road losses at Philadelphia and at, at Kansas City. Las Vegas, Washington, Tennessee. 
I still regard these teams, especially with the Dolphins personnel, looking the way that it does. These are games that the Dolphins should win. You got two out of the three at home, including the Raiders, who you are catching technically on a short week. They play on Sunday night football uh, against the Jets before they have to come to Miami for a one o'clock kick in week 11. So you've got a little bit of a, you've got a rest advantage for the Dolphins being on the bye. The Raiders are half a day behind the normal schedule anyway. It's a home game for Miami. They've already fired their head coach. This will be the third game with the new coaching staff. Aiden O'Connell's your starting quarterback. From a personnel standpoint, Josh Jacobs ain't even what he's supposed to be. I view this game as more of a must-win now than I did at the beginning of the season because of the shortcomings of the Raiders. Washington, I, I know this is a, a competitive team, uh, as sitting at three and five, I believe, on the season, or four and five on the season. Excuse me. They they have their bye week week fourteen, and that I think you look at the dynamics that are at play there. In two of the three weeks prior to the Dolphins visiting Washington, they are at Seattle and at Dallas. That is big-time travel, and that is big-time opposition. And say what you will about Washington with their four wins. Their four wins have come against uh, the Patriots, the Falcons on a big-time choke job with three turnovers in spite of Washington not even getting 200 yards of offense. Uh, the Denver Broncos in week two is a two-point win. That was a Hail Mary away from uh, being a win, and they, they blew a big-time lead in that game. And then a win against the Arizona Cardinals in week one by four points. So uh, I know there's a whole contestation that exists about strength of victory with the Dolphins in general right now because of the strength of the Dolphins' uh, victories themselves versus their record versus teams over 500. But the, the so I check the chart. The Chargers are going to make a run at this thing and then hopefully put that, that thing to bed this week if they beat the Lions. Um, I do not think Washington is a particularly good football team. And they traded at the deadline their edge rushers that were one of the hallmarks of their defense. Now, they got really stout players on the interior, but so did the New York Giants. And I would argue the Giants have better defensive personnel than what the commanders do at this stage, especially after the trade deadline and trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Sam Howell is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. They do not have a good offensive line. Those matchups should favor Miami. I am very firm on that continuing to be a layup win, regardless of the fact that the commanders have four wins. Which just leaves you now with the Titans. And Tennessee is an interesting team uh, because they have played a lot of close football games. They lost by one point in week one. They won by three points in overtime against the Chargers. They lost by a touchdown in the Colts in week five. They lost by a touchdown and two-point conversion in London against the Ravens. They won by five points against the Falcons. They lost by four points against the Steelers. They're at Tampa Bay, at Jacksonville the next two weeks after that. Then they're home against Carolina, home against Indianapolis before they play the Dolphins on Monday night football in Miami. So I, I do think Tennessee is a team that if they can steal the Bucs game, they could come in with some momentum against Miami. I could see this team winning the Bucs game, probably losing at Jacksonville. That would put them at four and six, five and six, six and six. That may be a six and six team coming into uh, that Monday night football contest against Miami. They, however, and I know I alluded to this earlier in the show, they're they 24th in scoring offense 
Will Levis has breathed some life into that passing offense. Ryan Tannehill was abysmal. Two touchdowns to six interceptions on 158 attempts. He was sacked over 10% of his dropbacks. I like the timing for Miami. I'd be somewhat interested in potentially bumping Tennessee out, but I do think the defense having traded Kevin Byard, the pass rush has not been to the standard that you expected all season long. Some of these close games were close games in the same spirit of the New England Patriots games being one score games uh, because Mike Rabel's off of that tree by extension. They keep it close and hope to push the right buttons in the fourth quarter. And I think that one than the Chargers game because they did not outcharger the Chargers, but it bit him in the Saints game. It bit him in the Colts game. It bit him in the Ravens game and it bit him in the Steelers game. So I like that you have one, two, three, four, five. You have another month of tape of Will Levis. I think the advantage the Titans have right now, especially with Tampa Bay this week, is they are going to be playing with very little tape. It's like two games worth of tape on Will Levis and what he does and how he changes the offense. For Miami to have a rookie quarterback that is playing behind the offensive line that exists in Tennessee versus the um, defensive line that the Dolphins have and having a six, seven game sample size of tape of Will Levis and what they actually do as compared to what they did with Ryan Tannehill, I think gives them a big enough body of work to get adequately prepared. And the Dolphins are an overwhelmingly more talented football team playing at home. I'm not changing it. I'm, I'm going to keep everything exactly the way that it is. Now, what does that mean for the predictions? I'm glad you asked. We're going to talk about that to close on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. You and I spend a lot of time talking with one another. We get fired up for wins and we get even more fired up for losses. Uh, most particularly this most recent one against Kansas City. Who starts, who sits. And I'm thankful for the connection that we have in the platform that I have here on the show. Today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. Uh, nobody should be caught unprepared. And there is a lot of uncertainty that exists in the world today. So you should be empowered to take care of yourself and your loved ones during the unexpected, which is why we are so proud to partner with Jace Medical. Jace Medical, a Jace case, can get you up to five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get one is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. You can go right now online to jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medications. And remember to use code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. One verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. The supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half in order to have my medication. I ordered most of my daily meds within a year's supply, and I also received an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your purchase. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
the rest of the way. The only team we didn't talk about is the Jets. Um, I would like to think Miami could split these two teams against Dallas and Baltimore. I like what Baltimore is doing. They are obviously boat racing teams. They absolutely walloped Seattle. They walloped uh, Detroit. Miami's had some success against this football team. They made a big scheme change offensively. So I acknowledge that. But the Ravens, this schedule done let up, and the Dolphins are at the tail end of it. Now, they're at home, but Miami's on a sh- or the Baltimore's going to be in a short week coming home from the West Coast for this uh, contest week 17. Miami getting Dallas at home. We kind of talked about how they're a little one-dimensional offensively. Uh, Miami being at home is a big feather in their cap with how well they perform in that stadium. Just looking at Baltimore and acknowledging the wide receivers are very incomplete. And, and they're, they, Baltimore is putting up a lot of points on teams right now and doing it in ways that um, really relies on a predatory defense that really gets after opposing offenses. And Miami has struggled with that at times. Would like to think as you get deeper into the season, you get more reps, you get more opportunities, you have more answers to handle some of that. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Ravens. I'm, I'm saying I think if you gave me Dallas and Baltimore, I do think they win one of those two football games. But Baltimore, you know, right now they're in the conversation. They're tied for the best record in the AFC. They go Cleveland this week, Bengals, who are as hot as anybody in football, Chargers, who have climbed back to 500, and they have their bye, then they're hosting the Rams, okay, at Jacksonville, at San Francisco on Monday Night Football before home against Miami in Week 17. That schedule's tough. That schedule's very tough on the back half of the season, and and you foiled that versus uh, Baltimore played a lot of games in this past month, the friendly confines of their home stadium, they will continue to do that uh, the next two weeks. They get Cleveland in week 10, and then they get Baltimore, or, or excuse me, they get Cincinnati in week 11. That two-game stretch ahead of at Jacksonville, at, at San Francisco, home against Miami, feels a little bit like Miami's stretch. San Francisco, LA Chargers, Buffalo, home against the Packers from last year. That's what that stretch feels like to me. And then Baltimore's at home to finish against the Steelers. So I say all that to say, I think between Dallas, uh, some of their offensive clunkiness, Baltimore from a personnel standpoint, your ability to match them when you catch them, I think they go one and one in those two games. I do think they hit the three layups against the inexperienced quarterbacks. I think they win against the, the Raiders. I think they win against the Commanders. I think they win against the Titans. So if you look at the Dolphins from a schedule standpoint, right now, six and three, home against the Raiders, seven and three. Then you got the Jets in a short week on Black Friday. Is that a win or a loss? I think that game is the game that determines what stratosphere we're talking about for the Dolphins from a playoff perspective. Because after that, you get a little extra rest and you go at Washington and play the Commanders. We think that's a win. And you play the Titans. I think that's a win. You get the Jets at home. I think that's a win. And then you feel like they're going to win one of the two games between Dallas and Baltimore. You're looking at potentially a six and one stretch. And that is what these teams that end up making postseason runs do. They get healthy at the right time of year. Look no further than San Francisco. San Francisco last year was four and four going into their bye week. Four and four. They won the rest of the games in the regular season. 
They ran the table, and they ended up finish the, finishing the season 13-4. and four. You talk about good teams going on runs, separation season. This block of games, if you want to include Dallas at home, it's the next six football games. The one tricky game that you really look at that's a wild card is that Jets game on Black Friday. And you'd like to think the Dolphins can avoid the negative plays that would get that gives the team like the Jets life. Because you reflect on this New York Jets team, and they're four and four, and they have a very, very, very good defense. But they are two plays away from being two and six. They are a punt return in overtime and Josh Allen completely losing his mind in week one with four turnovers. Single-handedly. Single-handedly, Josh Allen lost in the game. And it still took a punt return in overtime to beat the Bills. And then just in week eight, the Giants had negative nine passing yards, rushed for 203 against the Jets, and were in the final 30 seconds of that football game. Missed The Giants missed a field goal that would have put the game on ice. The Jets go down the field. In two plays, kick a field goal to force it to overtime and make it 10-10. They were a missed field goal from the Giants kicker in the final 30 seconds from 40-something yards out from being a, a, a loss there. Can you avoid the negative plays? Because the Jets, when they beat the Eagles, they had four turnovers. When they beat the Broncos, they had three turnovers. When they beat the Bills, they had four turnovers. Props, you beat the Giants with Tommy DeVito and held him to negative nine passing yards because you get the overtime, and Brian Dable said, I don't trust him for the forward pass. So we're going to get the ball in first, second, and third down. We're going to Saquon Barkley on a swing, run everybody vertical down the field, and hope Saquon Barkley can create something out of nothing. And that's how you won that football game. It's the only game the Jets have won this year without three-plus turnovers. The Chargers had 270 yards of offense and won by three touchdowns. Yes, they kept it close against the Chiefs. They scored 10 points against the Patriots. They scored 10 points against the Cowboys, turned the ball over four times. If you stop doing what you have been doing in some of these games, and that includes Carolina and includes New York Jets, or excuse me, includes New York Giants, then you should beat the New York Jets twice. And if you do that, then you are going into week 13 or week 18 Potentially with a 12 and four record while playing the Bills at home. And what does that mean for leveraging and postseason and this, that, and the other thing? We just talked about the six games that the Dolphins are, are playing. We perceive to have three layups. You have two divisional games against the Jets, and then you have a home game against Dallas. Buffalo, their next six games, they are, of course, the team right now that's in second place. And if you beat the Jets twice and you don't turn the ball over against that football team, you will not have to worry about them in the standings because they are already at four losses. So two to Miami would put them at six, which means the most games they could win if they ran the table elsewhere is 11, and it ain't going to happen. And we're talking about getting the, the Dolphins to potentially 12 going into week 18. The Bills, home against the Denver Broncos, home against the New York Jets. At Philadelphia. By week at Kansas City, home against the Cowboys, at LA Chargers, 
Reminder, the Bills have four losses right now, and they still have to go to Philadelphia and to Kansas City. If you take care of the next six-game block and you protect the football against the Jets' opportunistic defense, you are talking about potentially playing for playoff seeding as high as the two seed in Week 18 if you're able to beat the Bills. So everything that you want is on the table. If I had to guess, you probably go 12 and 5, which means I, I you know, realistically hold firm with all my preseason expectations and just say, hey, they won a game in week one that I didn't pick them to win. I picked them to go 11 and 6. Now they're 12 and 5. Injuries can change all of this picture. But I thought it was important to look at the schedule, tangibly look at the schedule, understand what some of the other teams are facing what the uh, the performance of the teams on the schedule has done to change their perspective and realize we're all frustrated that the Dolphins lost to the Chiefs by seven points and Tua had a miscommunication on third down and then dropped the snap on fourth down. It's right here. And it starts with the Raiders at home. And the Dolphins, you know, as them as a football team, they would be wise to take this one week at a time, but we don't have to do that. And I'm sitting here telling you, based on what I thought in the preseason, my updated opinions of those teams, if you don't give the Jets life at MetLife, (laughs) you take care of business, this team's going to be in business, and there's not going to be a lot of drama about Week 18. The question's going to be, this team's going to have a home playoff game. The question is now going to be, what seeding do you have and who do you play? For the record, with my schedule prediction being what it is, if the Dolphins were to win in Week 18, they would knock the Bills out of the playoffs. They would finish 13-4. and And they would have uh, the two-seed in the AFC losing on record head-to-head tiebreaker against the Kansas City Chiefs. They would play the Houston Texans. The first round, with how I picked the games. If the Dolphins lost the Week 18 game, they said, hey, we can't get the first round by. We want to rest some players. It's inconsequential. It doesn't matter. The Dolphins would finish 12-5. and five. They would be the four seed. And they would play the Baltimore Ravens at home in the first round of the playoffs. I would much rather prefer you win the game week 18 in that scenario. But uh, it's home playoff game in the first round either way. But obviously, if you're the two, you're you're setting up potentially two home playoff games. You'd have a lot to play for. And Buffalo would be playing for their playoff lives. If they won the Week 18 game, Buffalo would get into the playoffs and be the sixth seed. So they would have to go to Jacksonville, who is the three seed, with how I pick the games, courtesy of playoffpredictors.com. So that's where we stand. Uh, I still have a lot of belief in this football team. I, I know... We the, the conversation from the big picture and, and media perspective, big media perspective is going to be insufferable as it pertains to the Dolphins and what they can and can't do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter until it matters. And it doesn't matter until week 15 right now. What you can week 16, really what you can do against teams that are considered the upper echelon of the NFL. And if they continue to do what they've done all season long that they're being criticized for, they will win the next five football games. And I don't care how good you think we are if we're 11-3. and Because we're going to have a chance to put it to bed when it actually counts. 
That's it for Locked On Dolphins today. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm Kyle Krabs. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. Talk to you again soon. Fins up. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.